I'm sure that's true for most girls too, but <laughs> it just feels like I knew what me. I wanted right away. I knew I wanted to be an artist and something, you know, create stuff. But I don't know. Maybe you just suck, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> maybe I'm not tiny. Like, get a fucking hobby. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, th- I think other way around. I gotta get rid of a couple hobbies. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. It's your favorite host, Sansa Bomb, and with me as always is Full Metal Full Metal Nick, the second Nick. The second Nick? <laughs> well, like the second raid? Yeah, the second raid, dude. From uh dude, KyoAni animated that. That was their first show. They that's did. why that's why I did it, because today's show is a KyoAni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me say my my catchphrase today. There are no ghosts, only beckoning flowers. Now I'm am I am I bishonen enough for all the ladies out there? <laughs> Just do a Twitter poll. Is Nick bishonen enough? Am I kawaii? After after that, do a Twitter poll real quick. All right, here we go. Hey, I'm glad you're back for another episode of Anime Summit Podcast. We're doing another Anime Decade Spotlight today. Uh, our thir- so we're doing three for 2012, right? Because we're doing we did yeah roughly more or less. We might we yeah. might like change a couple of them down the road. I know. Do we want to mention which one we want to do? Anyway, we can talk about it later. <laughs> we can talk about it later. But you know, for for those of you who are new and are you're jumping in the middle of our decade spotlight series, is what we're doing is we're doing a couple of shows from each year, starting from 2010 up to 2015. Yeah, roughly thereabouts. Because we started being a podcast in 2015. Yeah, we started so. seasonal covering. We really started the seasonal stuff heavily in 2016. Like, I would say right. winter 2016, maybe late 2015. Yes, yes. Because I did not know that I was supposed to be doing that. Like, You're I, like, I, I was I supposed to watch stuff? <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand how seasons and shit were. And I was watching like, way too much long. shit. I was on the other end of it. So That's how long I was not, like out of anime for a while. But anyway. We're in a happy um, medium you know, now. We watch... Sixteen shows a season and chop that in half. Finish about half. I of gotta that. get. I gotta get. I gotta get caught the fuck Dude, up. I gotta tell you cut, what. I gotta catch up too. But um, so the, it's gonna be cool though because Nick had this idea, right? So by the time it's all said and done, you know it's twenty nineteen now. By the time twenty twenty comes, we're gonna have a decade spotlight episode. Q one fucking twenty twenty quarter one. It's gonna be it's gonna be hell long episode. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. We're gonna. It'll Nick be a two parter for and, sure. Like it'll be a two two. Two It'll boners. probably be like two two-hour episodes, <laughs> if we're being Double honest. the boner, double the fun. Double the Nick, double the fun. Double the Sam, double the pants. Daily lives of Nick schoolboys. Nick schoolboys. Daily Nicks of... Nietzsche Joe. Okay, I'll tell you Nietzsche what. Nietzsche Joe, more like Nicky Joe. I'll Got tell him. you what. I need, an, I need a new... Shout out to Udinger. Shout out to Zayla for making me lists of Nick nicknames. But let me get let me get some more, okay? Go on the Discord and type in a whole new list of Nick. Wh- whoever comes Not up Udinger with the best Zayla. one gets a fabulous prize. A used Not figurine. Udinger and Zayla, because you guys already donated. <laughs> but like other other people, you should you should do it up. Okay, here we go though. Hey, so later we're gonna talk today's show from 2012. We're gonna talk about Hyoka later on, the coming of age story of some kids and their the classics club, their after school activity, the classics club. 
done by Kill Annie. It's a pretty cool show. You know, I got a lot of things to say about it. There's a lot of themes involved and such. It gets kind of deep in some parts, and some other times is I don't know. We'll get into it. Though. You can tell by Sam's tone of voice how they feel about it. <laughs> I thought I don't was... like that show because that show sucked. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> right there we go. That's <laughs> everybody should watch. I don't want to watch. <laughs> All right, we're done. That's it. That's All right, yeah, anyway. pretty good out of ten. <laughs> Everybody, go watch. <laughs> pretty, pretty good out of ten. <laughs> Dude, that's literally what I think oh, to man. myself all the time. I see, I see, like pretty good. A, a hot girl. I'm like, oh, pretty good out of ten. <laughs> it's like you, <laughs> you just like you dub yourself. Like you, so you, instead of saying five out of ten, you're like, oh, I better change this to pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the show was pretty good out of ten. <laughs> it's like it just sounds like you purposely dubbed it. Hey, right, real quick, we're gonna take a break, but we'll be right back. Boom! Check that out for me. Okay? Cherry always... berries. <laughs> I gotta do that every time. <laughs> okay, you have to let me. You gotta understand something: is we really have to contact Sherry's berries now yeah. and be like, do they still exist? They probably do. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they do. Because they do like the chocolate covered like strawberries and shit, right? And you can get them sent to like your your loved one or whatever. Isn't that what they do? We'll yeah. look it up. We'll look it Probably. up later. And we're, you rub them under the nips. Do they do anime anime summit themed Sherry's berries? They're dipped in whipped cream and chocolate. I don't know. Anyway, links to animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Twitter, Instagram, Discord. Please join the Discord because that's where we are all the time. And also, we have a Patreon. Shout out to the current patrons right now. Um, a couple of you guys were patrons, like, literally the next day after we set it up, which is awesome. Shout out to the current patrons. I'm currently in the process of talking with Nick and Danny about making other things for you guys to have more tiers and other content to unlock for you guys to get ahead of everyone else or just solely for you guys. Yeah, we got some good like ideas that. in the pipeline. In the pipeline. That's coming soon, hopefully by this summer for sure. And uh, so, hopefully, really quick, sometime. <laughs> hopefully, God. sometime. Maybe, maybe Although never. for sure, know, after, okay? after Anime Expo, because it's been kind of crazy the past month. Because Danny's got her school, and then I got Anime Expo, which is clearly more important than school, as we can all agree. Um, so, that, <laughs> so that's what I was going to bring up next. Is so like you guys have been hearing Danny off and on, right? Um, she is on the last legs of school, so she decided she's to living that rose-colored campus life. Laurel Colored Campus Life. She decided not to be on the next six or so episodes just so she can focus, starting with this one on, just so she can focus on the last um, weeks of school here. Um, she got bombarded with like a bunch of like business courses and all that shit. So she's going to focus on that for the next like six or so weeks, and then she'll be back, hopefully. So That's a bold plan, uh, Cotton. Gonna... Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he won't be able to see very well, Cotton. <laughs> Bold plan, prioritizing real life over a podcast. Come on. How, how dare she? God, that bitch. I'm only kidding. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone Danny, attacks just Nick in case you don't know, Danny. I'm kidding. <laughs> She's going to come on here and be like, I heard what you said about me six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. How's that? Why don't you take the dildo out your butt or whatever? <laughs> no can do. It's attached. <laughs> It's attached. It's fused to my uh, fused to my fissure. something anyway. that rhymes with fuse. Muse. Anyway, so fused there you to go. My okay, so, ch- 
So <laughs> she still is running the Instagram and doing a bunch of other stuff. She's going to contribute to ASAX too still. So she's still working on a bunch of Anime Summit stuff, which is cool. She just won't be a host because she can't keep up with like watching stuff. So anyway, there's that for you. You can hit her up on Discord as well. I think she's that Danny on here. So here we go, though. All right. Let's get into it. Decade Spotlight. Hyoka! Waifu and his bando, let's go. Waifu and his bando is... Waifu is Eru Chitanda. Best girl, dude. She's got those purple oh eyes. Who? She's so... She's the cutest fucking... She's just, oh, man. She's just like... She's cute oh, as a God. button. Dude, her hair... She, she kind of reminds me of like a fox or like a rodent or something. Yeah. Just because she's, she's like, just like... She's always... Or maybe like a dog. She's always just like jamming her face full front on the screen just just taking up the entire screen with her face just like a dog would do and you just let it happen because she's so cute yeah and she she's kind of the she drives the story she drives Areki to uh do stuff <laughs> right which is brings us to our husbando hotaro oraki the lazy low energy main character male main male character of the story he's kind of like uh What's his name? Tanaka. Tanaka Kun's always listless, except he's not that listless. <laughs> like he actually does stuff. Um, <laughs> it's like, he can he can he walk on his own. He can walk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he'll take a nap while walking, and his friends like holding him. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> Great show, Tanaka. Oh man, that shows number one of the decade. Good. By the no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> number one. Uh, but yeah, there's your waifu and his bando, Iro Chitanda and Hotaro Oraki. Uh, Hyoka, 2012, man. Here we go. Uh, it was created by uh, Honobu Yonozawa. Was, he did the manga, so this is based on a manga that he did. It was directed by Yasuhiro Takemoto. Um, he doesn't have a, uh, a, a lot of directing under his belt, but uh, he did Tamako Market and some other things. Uh, you need to Studio watch Tamako Market, dude. You love that shit. Yeah, yeah, that was one you, that's you'd on like my the show and the, the movie is also good. It's like a nice like romance. The movie is more serious than the show, but yeah. Anyway, dude, Kyoto that's Animation. On my did they make a bad show besides uh, Phantom World? <laughs> <laughs> Phantom World, <laughs> and even that show had like two good episodes. <laughs> <laughs> How many episodes is Phantom World? Is it twelve? Or yeah, it's probably twelve. Yeah, I don't. Remember. It was short. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Kyoani, base Kyoani. Uh, the animation director Miku Karawaki, they did a uh, bunch of other Kyoani stuff. Kion, Lucky Star, Suzumiya, Nichijou. Yeah, Kyo, Kyo Animation Market. has a lot of repeated like directors and staff because yeah. they train their staff themselves. Unlike most anime studios, <laughs> or at least right. they they have like a more intensive program and and like they treat their their employees more humanely than than most other anime studios. Like they have more right. reasonable work weeks, and they have like a just like a system that really works, you know. So, right. which which speaking of which, I talked about on my last newscast, and no one has talked to me about it yet. But let me know if you haven't listened to that newscast yet. Go listen to it, the latest one, number twenty eight, I believe it is. Uh, I talked about Madhouse Studio practices and how they're like, yeah, overbearing. They're fucked, and up. they're anyway. probably the same as like most 
anime studios and actually probably a lot of companies in Japan in general. <laughs> so, God, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Dude, imagine uh, how so, good yeah. anime would be if, like, it was a desirable, like, monetary decision. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> then again, it'd be more expensive. Maybe, maybe it would be. I don't know, because, like, Japan... I'm going on a tangent. Never mind. <laughs> the problem is, like, Japan has, like, 12 <laughs> steps for a processor to take two. So it's like they make their stuff more expensive for no fucking reason. Right. Maybe that's been phased out lately, but anyway. Right. End rant. Or maybe maybe we're just used to convenience. I don't know. Well, because, I mean, you look at American animation studios, and you know, you, you got to pay an actual wage, and you can't work them. You know, you have to pay overtime or whatever, so I think. Yeah, labor laws. Labor laws. It's more expensive to to do it here than it is to just go to like India and be like, yo, whatever your name is, go animate this for five shekels. <laughs> it's like shekels. <laughs> shekels, rubles. Sorry. Rubles. Will you take these two chickens as tender? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's probably better uh, pay than a lot of animators get. <laughs> sadly <laughs> enough. Um, so Hyoka is, it, it's it's a, like a coming of age slice of life. The tags under it are mystery, slice of life, drama, which is in comedy, which is like okay, we'll just call it a coming of age slice of life. Um, it's got uh, thirteen eps. Well, it's like it's like twelve, but one of them is like an OVA called Eleven and a Half, so thirteen. But um, it's it's about uh, this guy named Hotaro Oreki at the request of his older sister, student Hotaro Oreki joins Kamiyama High School's classic literature club to stop it from being abolished. Joined by fellow members Edo Chitanda, Satoshi Fukube, and Mayaka Ibarra, the story is set in Kamiyama City, which is a fictional city in the Gifu Prefecture that the author based on his real hometown of Takayama, which is also in the Gifu Prefecture. The fictional Kamiyama High School is based upon the real-life Hida High School. They begin to solve various mysteries, both to help with their club and at Eru's request. Chitanda's request. Yeah, um, and... We'll we'll call her Chitanda from now on. That's how everybody knows her. And Oreki yeah. is what what they call him. So that's just the, that's just their last names, right? So yeah, yeah. That's how they that's how they address each other in Japan. Like you don't say your first name unless you're like boning, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> or if you're like a really personal, yeah. I mean, that happens a lot do. in high in like sports too. If you if you play sports in, in high school, people just call you your last name. They're like, "Hey, Johnson, yeah. get over here." <laughs> Johnson Friend Center. Or if bitch. or if you're or if you're just like a scrub, they'll just put your, they'll just say your number. Be like eighty two. <laughs> That's yeah. even less personal, so Sit down sit down, eighty two. You're just a number. Fuck you. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I told you to fucking run the ball and you threw it like a damn <laughs> butt wipe. Eighty two is not a quarterback I number, Sam. I don't know what coaches say to their kids. <laughs> That's I probably know. I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that we suck. <laughs> Hashtag sports. I hate it here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, dude, Hyoka, um, I, I guess it, it's kind of, it's easier to summarize it because that summary is kind of, it didn't really give a lot. But, like, the, it, it's easier to summarize it by kind of quickly summarizing the first episode, which is, like, Oreki gets a letter from his older sister, and she's like, hey, I used to be part of the Classics Club. And um, it's, it's, it's on, I heard it was, going to be shut down because no one will join it so can you join it so Areki is like he doesn't like to do a lot he just likes to kind of chill as much as he can 
all he does is what he's supposed to do, which is like homework, go to school, wake up, go to school, homework, go to bed, that kind of person, you know? So yeah, he's the, like, the well, going, I'm not going doing home anything. club. Yeah. That's what they call it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, you know, else, you know? So whatever, I guess I'll just do it. That way it'll stay open. I don't even have to do anything, which is like what she says in the letter too. She's like, you don't even have to do anything. Just say you're in it, you know? He walks in there and then um, meets uh, uh, Chitanda, and then um, she joins it for reasons that she reveals later. But um, they, uh, it, she gets locked in the. He opens it because it's locked. The the, the room that the classroom that the club is in. He takes the public key from the uh, the teacher's office, the staff office, and he unlocks it, and she's in there. And then later, she's kind of like, "Wait, the door was locked. How did you get in here?" And she was like, it was unlocked. It was unlocked when I came in. Yeah, they, so, so they solved these trivial mysteries like that. Yeah, so then it, that was the rest of the episode as they were trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, and, and there's a number of episodes that are standalone, uh, like like the locked door. That's the first yeah. episode. Well, so we got a there's, a... there's a ton of different ones. It based, the, the show is basically in, <clears throat> I would say, three-ish parts. You get like the first... Oh, no, it's four parts, I would say. Because you get the first uh, roughly seven episodes that are all episodic, right? And then you have the next section, which is the student video project. And then you have the cultural festival, which is the biggest arc. And then after that, you have uh, a, a few, like, five or so uh, kind of wrap-up episodes that are also standalones. So th- Yeah, the the first five I call it the uncle arc. Because oh, of, yeah, uh, you're right. That, that, is, that is uh, That's just the mystery of Hyoka, right? Yeah, the mystery of 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 Hyoka or the word Hyoka and why the because they were gonna write an anthology for that year for their club, and uh, they the yeah Hyoka is the name of the anthology of the one of the first issues, which mentions Chitanda's uncle. Yeah, but episode and, one uh, and like there's a couple in there that are also that are episodic. So yeah, one and two don't mention that until like the end. And I think yeah. like six and seven. There's like a math teacher one. It's like why did this math teacher get upset or whatever <laughs> it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. someone's late someone was late for a date but that's like the like... idea of Hyoka is they'll they'll spring uh you know a trivial mystery on on Areki Chitanda will try to get him to solve it because she's so you know curious about the world that's her catchphrase is I'm curious or how how she says it in the in the sub she's like I, I forgot how I can't pronounce it right but it's like watashi kenyanimas and uh <laughs> Her face like <laughs> fills up the whole screen, and eyes are sparkling purple, and you can see his reflection in them. And uh, that's yeah. like kind of the, like that's her thing. Um, yeah, so she kind of she's like the main, you know. Again, like I said, she's the main catalyst for the show. But Areki is the one right. who is actually he's like technically the real main character. Um, yeah, he's the one who who has the most character growth probably because he starts out being mm-hmm. all lazy. And then as the series progresses, he discovers personal truths about himself and, like, where he wants to go and what he wants to do. And that, you know, does he like Chitanda? Does, you know, th- what about his friends? Like, wh- how do they feel about different things? That type of stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's all slice of life. It's pretty mundane. It's not, like, high stakes. There's no saving the world. There's no sports tournament. You know, that's they, it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty low key. That's and, like, they, they show off. They show off Oreki's character at the end of the first episode when they're solving the the mystery about how the door is locked. It's like they reveal that Oreki is pretty good at deducing things and thinking things through and figuring shit out. Like he's super smart. 
So like that's kind of like the thing. Yeah. And then later it, it becomes a thing where you know when she says. And they they make yeah. a lot of references to like classic mystery novels. I'm not an expert on any of these, so Sam, hopefully you know a little more. But like they talk a lot about Agatha Christie, and obviously like Sherlock Holmes. Japan is obsessed with Sherlock Holmes. I know. I think the the ED, the second ED, was it, where they were all dressed up as, in in like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah, they were dressed up as like well, Sherlock, no, it's like Sherlock it's Holmes. It's Chitanda and Ibarra. Chitanda and Ibarra, they're supposed to be like Holmes and Watson, and then um, yeah, uh, the other well, Fukube and Oreki, the boy characters. Yeah, are they're like, the uh, uh, so somebody made a nice guys. YouTube video on it. Um, I can't remember the link, but anyway, there's a YouTube, just type in Hioka Review, and it's it's on the list. And there's, I think yeah, Lupin and Moriarty are, I think what's his name? I think Oreki's Lupin, and the other guy and uh, his friend is Moriarty. Anyway. You yeah. get the idea. They they reference these classical mystery novels. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm not a huge mystery buff, but I actually do kind of like mysteries like Yoka, where they they really do um, take you step by step. And it, it was they do like follow the rule. What is it? What do they call those? The rules of a mystery. Do you know the the description for that? Anyway, there's like a phrase. That that describes the X number of rules for a mystery. Like you have to have this, this, that, and the third. The laws. They mention like it in Knox one of the episodes laws, too. Knox? Yes, that's it. Ten they mention it in of one of the episodes. From yeah. Ronald Knox. No Chinaman must figure in the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that was probably referencing something. I I think the. Sorry, I'm just reading random <clears throat> tidbits from this, but. You know, the, the, the ten parts of a mystery. So the criminal must be mentioned earlier in the story. Um, supernatural are ruled out. No more than one secret room or passage is, is there. Et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to read the whole thing. There's there's ten of them. Yeah, they, they mention it in one of the episodes, yeah. which is kind of cool. And that was the student video project, I believe, where they talked about that. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's kind of fun to try to like follow along and figure out the mysteries as it's going, and especially on a rewatch, I think Hyoko would get even better. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, though, it's not even it's not even really about solving the mysteries. That's just kind of like a, a nice like brain puzzle teaser. It's that's more of like window dressing for uh, for uh, Areki and the others to like you know to to grow up and learn things as as high schoolers basically. And it's not, it's never right. like really in your face about it either. Right. Which is, it's like really subtle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like too subtle. Anime. <laughs> yeah. <times>. I would. <laughs> Although the end, the end was, was really good the way they did that, that last episode. I really do like the ending actually. Uh, it, it, even though it's one of the kind of things I hate in, in romance sometimes, which is like this anime is not really a romance, but. I didn't want to get too deep into Well, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I don't like the whole... You know, a lot of animes out there will have the two main characters or something. And, like, you know they like each other. The whole entire fucking anime. Will they, they won't never they? never say it. <laughs> yeah. I do they, hate fucking Do they kiss that. at the end? And then it ends. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened I, in, like, Maison Koku or something. One of those old romances. It happens in a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, fucking hate it. It's literally the worst. Like... And I just, I'm glad that, I mean, or, like, I, that's why I kind of, like, SAO was kind of a breath of fresh air to me when I first started getting back into anime, because it's like, okay, finally, like, the two main characters are fucking, let's get it. <laughs> <But> like, uh, <laughs> I 
Everything but else like, is kind of a clusterfuck in that show. But yeah, there you go. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, you know, in Hyoka, I actually kind of didn't mind it because I was just kind of like it was more about them growing as yeah as people, as people. yeah. And it wasn't about the, the thing is it it's not really a romance like like you said. No, it's not because it's yeah. not them thinking. Oh, how do I get them to like me? That gets really annoying, right? You want them to just live their life and like go through it. And then organically, either experience romance or not. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't like the shows yep. that are just appear like the only plot is are they going to get together? Like that's really boring. This doesn't have that. This actually has like mysteries are solving. They're trying to you know do well in the, in the festival and sell their anthology book. You know that type of stuff. And Chitanda and Oreki are trying to figure out what they want to do later because. I guess I'm I'm kind of branching out, but like Chitanda is from a rich family, and she's basically destined to like inherit her family's uh, what, farm. They they own like a farm. They own the they they own that, like that land. Yeah, they own like land. Like, or whatever. Yeah, there's like a north and south territory, and or yeah. the equivalent of it. I don't know if you can own land in Japan. Maybe you can. I don't know, but um, she's basically pretty rich, and so her her path is already like laid out before her. She just has to decide like where she wants to specialize, and um. And Areki's just like, I don't want to fucking do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, But he, yeah. he he finds out later, like, as the, the anime goes on, he finds him, himself doing it more and more, you know, satisfying yeah. Chitanda's curiosity and doing these little mysteries and things like that. And, and in none of that, you're, you're not really getting hardly any, like, romantic, directly romantic talk at all, right? No. Which I like. I, like, the Mario Kata style of writing <laughs> just kind of gets on my nerves a little bit sometimes. And that's not – this doesn't have that, thankfully. So I did appreciate that about it. I mean, it, it's technically a romance. But, yeah, it's not even listed in the genres, right, on Mal. So No, it's not. But It's, like, literally just, like, mystery slice of life. Yeah, it's kind of like drama, a subtext thing. Yeah. You know, you'll see them blush or whatever. Or he'll, like, <laughs> Ereki re- recoil when Chitanda, like, gets all up in his face. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the only like yeah. other like big romance thing about it is like the other two characters that are in the club, which are like their friends. But like, yeah, Satoshi and uh, Mayaka. That kind of fuels part of the ending a little bit, the last two episodes, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. Yeah, and I think they mentioned it earlier it's, on it's, too. Like, she said she confessed to him or something. Yeah, and he was like yeah. making her wait. Yeah, he's like, oh, next year, you know. The, um, that that is more so just for a driving force for the other characters to grow and find out the reasons why they do the things they do and how, why they do them, like the way they do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice. It was like, it was secondary and I had to, I didn't have to worry about it. I wasn't waiting for some answer. You know what I mean? I, you know what? Other than like that stuff though, I mean, there's a lot of like, when you think of coming of age, you think, okay, it's, it's whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. They're growing up, whatever. But, there's actually there's some episodes like a lot of them that some sometimes they're not as deep as others other episodes but there's a lot of really deep themes like um that centers on like uh the talent like what are your talents when you're in high school what are you supposed to do with these talents when you're out of high school and yeah and, and that- satoshi actually like verbalizes some of that so because he's always talking yeah. about Re- oh Reki's so talented I, i'll never compare or whatever Right, right, and the, the you know then from there it segues into expectations. What are people expecting of you now because they view you with this talent? 
or talents. You know what I mean? And like they're because like they're seniors, right? I think or I think Areki is, right? Um, I don't I don't, I don't remember know. exactly what year. They're like getting ready though. I think they're like, sixteen. They're, they're thinking about okay, that's 16. right. That makes sense actually. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're getting ready. They're getting to that point. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like. But th- there's there's little themes like that throughout the that you kind of like little things like that you when you're watching it you're kind of like man I remember feeling like that or like you kind of relate to it even in the littlest of ways and I think that's what kept me watching because like I was I gotta tell you I was having a hard time watching it it was super boring to me. <laughs> Yoka more like Yonka. Yeah. <laughs> I had to say that I wrote it on the sheet. <laughs> Look, there wasn't enough proxy battles. Okay, <laughs> there wasn't enough. I thought Oreki was going to attack. <laughs> I thought Oreki was going to shout his attack every time, and I thought that when they found out the mystery at the end, he was going to do a cool pose, right? <laughs> like fucking Super Sentai and, and all that, like Conan Rider. Conan. I thought there was going to be some Conan the Detective shit up in here. <laughs> no, but like. No, but, like, it, it was really nice. It was really nice to – you can find – even if you watch it without keeping any themes or looking for anything deep in mind, you'll just find yourself going, oh, I relate to that. Like, it, you don't have to, like, watch it looking for deepness. It'll just come naturally. And I think that's why it paces so well because you're just watching it just chilling, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's it's there, you know, so – that was really nice. But that's, I, what, I, that's what kept me. Watching. I do understand how it was tough for you to like watch it because it doesn't have like one driving plot. You know, it's just a bunch of kind of lo- very loosely connected things, just like mm. their daily lives, pretty much. Um, through right. the, throughout the school year. Um, right. So, I, you know, I understand why some people don't like Hyoka that much, especially on a first watch. The only thing I'll say is that, like, you know, with Slice of Life, that's just how it goes. Like, you don't really have some kind of driving force. (laughs) It's not like there's not a straight line to the finish with Slice of Life. It just keeps going. It's just a bit. It's a it's a bits and pieces and snapshots, and that's that's the style of storytelling. And like, it's very it's very Japanese way of telling a story because you know even even a lot of Ghibli movies are like that, where they. There's not much like, you know, Totoro almost has no plot. So, but at the same time, it's it's very good. American, like unlike American created media, most of it, or at least most of the big stuff where there's like, it's all about the plot, you know, and the characters are just kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool character, blah, blah, blah. But with, with anime, a lot of it's just like, okay, let's explore this idea or this, these couple of characters, you know, fuck plot. <laughs> Hashtag fuck plot. That's what they do. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I totally see where people are coming from when they, when they think Yoka's is hard to watch at first or maybe are boring or whatever, but just cause yeah, cause technically it is boring. There isn't really a plot. Mm. So there's not as much to latch onto immediately until you get into like this, into like the mode and like you, you got to get into the zone, you know? Right. So that, that being said though, the reason why the show is like that, in which when I read it, when I read some of these um, essays on the themes and stuff, it made more sense to me and it made me like it more, you know. Um, but, like, the reason why it's broken down like that and it's just kind of like, you know, day by day, you know, whether it's a like – I, like I Nick said earlier, there's a couple episodes that are two, three-parters, you know. But um, 
the the core message of Hyoka is every little step in life is important and worth treading carefully is what the core message is and that's like yeah that's so they're solving these little mysteries and like brick by brick they're also growing as a as a person sort of so yeah right it, and it's not so much about the mystery as much as it is how they come out on the other side of after solving it you know but that's what makes the last couple episodes really really good um yeah or especially the last one because most so you know Chitanda's like and this is probably like where we're gonna get into spoilers right Oh, should we but like spoiler alert? Spoiler, <laughs> but like <laughs> you're like the little robot in Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, uh, spoiler! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking soccer ball, like kids are kicking you in the face. Spoiler! <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> ring. <laughs> I forgot that thing is called. I, get I don't. That yeah, I don't even know the shit. name. But it's in like every Gundam, right? It's just like some shithead little little R two D two. A fucking ball that rolls around and like yells annoying phrases. You just fucking kick it. You're like fuck out of here, God. Just get out of here. Um, just imagine no, that yelling episodes, spoilers. Yeah, imagine that thing yelling spoilers. Uh, Chitanda, like you know that through most of the series that you know that she's like rich, right? Like episode four or three. Yeah, I think it's four. They go to her house and they're like, "Holy shit, this place is huge!" And um, uh, Satoshi in the beginning you know, talks about, like, oh, she's part of the the four families or whatever that uh, are part of the city, which is, like, he names them all, and Chitanda's one of them. And, and Nick said earlier that because she's part of this family, she's destined to, you know, keep that family going forward with their land and business and whatever, and the mansion, the Chitanda mansion, the Chitanda estate, whatever, and carry on these, like, old Japanese traditions and stuff. The last episode really, really is all about that, and it kind of reveals a lot about Chitanda and, like, um, her power and all that stuff and what she's supposed to do with her family. And the ending of the episode is or, is her, like, thanking Oreki for... Because, like, the the whole plot of the episode is they're doing this uh, this ritual festival, this festival, this ritual at a festival for their their territories and stuff. And the person who was supposed to hold the umbrella over her... Uh, got fucked up so she asked Oreki to do it he's like okay fine oh the anime like, trope sharing an umbrella sharing an umbrella uh but yeah it's called like the doll festival and she like dresses up as a doll and he carries the umbrella so by the end of it he's like going home you know and she's just like she's explaining all this to him what i basically what i just explained to you and what nick explained to you earlier and she's just like i wanted you to see that part of me because, you know, I, I you know what? Like, that was deep as fuck. Because it's like you break yourself down the most in front of people you trust, right? Yeah. And uh, that was just really cool. That was a fucking no, cool That moment. was way more it, romantic than, like, a kiss or a hug or something. You know what I mean? Or it's just saying I love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That stuff like, is fine. You know, it's, it's cheesy. Like, this this was, like, real, you know? Right. And it was it was all, of course in front of a bunch of soccer trees that were blooming yeah, out. Yeah, it was like season. perfect, like perfectly scenic. It was all purple. That's why I call Hyoka right. the purple anime because it's her eyeballs. The purple anime. And then yeah. like scenes like this. And like you you could say that in itself is cheesy, right? But no, it's it's the fact that the soccer trees were blooming out of season that made it cooler. You know what I mean? Because they, they weren't uh, in season, yet they were still blooming and blowing everywhere. 
and she was just like she got really vulnerable out of nowhere you know and it was just oh man and, it was and, so and the thing cool. that made it, it good so too is like they didn't uh go all out and like embrace or any of that it was because it's not a romance anime you know there's there's no. that aspect behind the scenes not even behind the scenes but like they're all still like just about to think about it you know what i mean so i like that they didn't tack it on at the end you know he thought about it at first and like there's a fake out where he, where he basically confessed to her but it was in his mind because <laughs> he was still building up the courage you know so it, it it's not ever really about the you know getting together or, or that moment because it's it's gonna happen you know in the story i just liked how they did uh-huh. that they didn't they didn't tack it on because because like look one of my favorite cartoons not technically an anime but you know legend of korra has a lot of its own issues they tacked on a romance at the end of it that was just i know i don't know if san disagrees but i won't spoil korra but like there's a tacked on moment at the end of the series and i just felt like i'm glad that hyoka didn't do that here Although it would have made more sense here anyway, but you know what I'm saying? Haterade. Yeah, and that was just a great no, scene. Like people like growing and and experiencing uh like events and activities and all that, that's way more meaningful than just like, oh, I'm gonna do this simple little task and maybe they'll like me or whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna get them this gift. <laughs> you know. Right. That's that also really kind of like it's it's the way the characters are, you know what I mean? Like Oreki is supposed to be kind of this person who figures out things about people. Like, he can see when things are off or when someone's feeling a certain way. And he may or may not have seen Chitanda feeling a certain way. And maybe he might have been oblivious to it. But that didn't matter because by the end of it, she was just like, no, I want you to see this. And that's why that's another reason I asked you to hold the umbrella kind of thing. And it was just kind of nice. Like, you know, he, he that he's not this all smart, super intelligent guy who figures everything out. You know what I mean? But it's really cool like that. And it's not just with Chitanda either. It's it's also with Satoshi, who who he's known, you know, since middle school. Oh, yeah. He and, confronts um, Satoshi about the uh, about his the about his romance with um, or lack thereof with with what's her name? Mayaka Ibarra. Yeah, Mayaka Ibarra. And um, it was, which was kind of cool because, like, that in itself, too, is like he, they went into this arcade and um, he knew that Satoshi was acting, like, a little different because the game they were playing, which was a real game, by the way. I don't know if just a fun tidbit is the game they were playing was actually Virtual On, which is a real game by sega and it was a real arcade game where you could go head to head with uh mech fighting robots. shout out awesome. to that show that you liked with the doll people high score high score yeah. girl <laughs> yoko is just a prequel to high school high score girl or a sequel it's yeah a dude. sequel yeah <laughs> it's a prequel sequel it's a pre-sequel no because high school uh, girls like no. early 90s but <laughs> whatever yeah yes yeah um yeah no virtual on um but the reason the the reason i point that out also though is because Virtual Lawn is a third-person robot-to-robot fighting game. And uh, there's two kind of different ways to fight. You just go straight to your opponent and fuck him up, right? Or you can be defensive and hide behind buildings and shoot from afar. And he mentions that in the episode. He was like, Satoshi's acting weird. Normally, he wants to win. But he's playing like more defensively for some reason. And Oreki ends up winning. 
And it's like, man, that's really weird. Back in the day in middle school, every time he lost, he would get super pissed. Like, he'd get super mad. But he's not mad right now. And that kind of plays into, like, the episode later towards the end when they're trying to figure out who took Ibarra's chocolate for Satoshi. And it turns out Satoshi took it because he's not ready for commitment because he's afraid of himself getting obsessed and all this stuff. And then Oreki's just like, dude, I knew you was acting fucking weird, man. Because you didn't get salty when I whooped your ass in virtual <laughs> But, like, it's really cool. That's just, It's little things like that sprung, sprinkled throughout each episode or each arc that kind of make the, the resolution of the little trivial mystery that much cooler because that's how much it plays into the growth of each character. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and uh, the other thing, too, is we, we need to mention that Studio Kyoto Animation made this. We already mentioned that, but, like, we need to emphasize how good the animation looks in, in Hyoka, which kind of enhances a lot of these scenes, especially like the end scenes. And actually like episode one had a lot of great, great parts too. Um, when he walks in the room in episode one. Yeah. And, and then like when he's there. imagining little miniature Chitanda's crawling over his body <laughs> saying like, I'm curious. <laughs> um, right. He went full on. That's actually, uh, yeah, we should mention that every time they're about to start a new mystery or whatever. Like they're always telling the story of this or story. Oh, did you hear about the story of this? Or yeah. Whatever? And they use different Before. styles for them too. Like the, the uh, one where they researched the grandpa was it, it's Chitanda's uncle. Sorry. Chitanda's yeah, uncle. Yeah. And like Sekitani the animation Jin. for that was different style, like to, to show how old it was. And it yep. was like, it's kind of like a sketchy, I'm not a good explainer there, but yeah, <laughs> it looked way different. But it also the little like the little horror story about the girl in the room, uh, and she's seeing like the scary girl like raising yeah. up. And this or wouldn't whatever. have worked was like without that animation. Right, right. And then also with the movie arc one where they the the audio video club shows them their horror mystery movie or whatever, and it doesn't have an ending, and they're like, "Oh, you guys need to figure out the ending," and that's like the mystery. But they're when they're watching it, it's supposed to be like a found footage. Like movie and Dude, the acting Mayoiga. is like really bad. <laughs> yeah, they were filming Mayoiga. <laughs> Wait, maybe Mario Kata did write this. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, no, like the, it, the acting was really bad. So like, but it the, it was animated. It was animated slightly differently to show that it was supposed to be like a found footage, you know? Yeah. Movie or whatever. Yeah, it was really cool. It, there was a di- it was a different kind of style of animation for each build up to the mystery which was awesome. But yeah, this a regular animation by itself. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. Like Kyoto Animation goes above and beyond in, in all their shows. Um just they like do. with just basic character animations will show like hair flickering. They'll they'll do the extra drawings and movements that most shows like JC staff like we can see with the new One Punch Man season. They just I don't know if they don't have the budget or the staff or what, but they they don't animate anything more than the bare minimum. But Kyoto Animation does the maximum they'll do they'll animate everything almost as if it's a live action like even in a tv show they'll they'll do it so that's that's always like you don't really appreciate it until you watch shows from other studios and you see how many corners are cut right it's all like about side by side just that even little moment even though it's just a and obviously it's the first episode so they want to showcase shit like that just to get you hooked but like when he's walking into the room and he sees chitana he unlocks the room and sees chitana there they spend like a whole like fifteen seconds of him just walking up to 
her because it's supposed to be kind of like this dramatic her face turns to you to the camera kind of thing yeah yeah and it oh man and that's when you realize how cute she is and it's like oh man the funny thing is apparently the staff liked uh, Mayaka more than Chitanda because she's she's more chibi (laughs) or she's more tiny man that's what that's the tininess is valued in in Japan you gotta be tiny saying I'm fat no, I'm just saying you're not tiny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Um, so, and also, in addition to the animation, the the OST kind of highlighted a lot, especially when they're every time they they went into a mystery, it would play like a really fitting, um, you know, theme music. The OST. They'd also use some classical music. Which ones? They used a bunch of classical music. I I couldn't name them, but. There's a there's a mixture uh, of that and and new stuff I think, I believe it's um, one of them was Beethoven I know that yeah <laughs> I mean yeah there's there's a but bunch yeah. of it, uh, so there's like a mixture of classical and then also like Hyoka music, yeah it was like a lot of Bach there was a Chopin piece, I don't remember what the Chopin piece just was. list and off Bach was... Chopin Beethoven they're probably in there right, Debussy I think was in there, um but yeah. was um anyway Desposito in there. <laughs> Desperate Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, G- Gabriel Foir. Now that we've finished our, our Mal-style review, where we just list off different categories. <laughs> <laughs> Animation. <laughs> sound. Characters. <laughs> it's like that one episode of Family Guy. is like, yeah, I got to get home so I can record my new podcast about hats. Baseball hat. Top hat. <laughs> backwards baseball <laughs> hat. <laughs> it's just like him saying on hats. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so man. well, we didn't, so we didn't anyway. really talk a lot about Satoshi and and Mayaka, but they're the other two members of the club. It's a four person club in the literature club. The whole point of their club is to publish their anthology and like sell it at the festival. Is that right? They they solve mysteries and and talk about history basically. Yeah. And yep. Sayaka, she's kind of like the really bossy girl, who she's also into manga, and there's like an arc with her cosplaying and you know talking about manga and all that so they they have their own like character arcs and and satoshi's good at cooking and he helps you know in the festival cooking and they're they're kind of fun characters too i i didn't like sayaka's personality as much as i like chitanda's um i mean i like the i know chitanda it was weird though because like chitanda didn't technically grow as much if you think about it she did but it wasn't as much areki is like the real number one as far as like character growth right they all yeah. they all did yep. you know have something happen, but he was he was like head and shoulders past them. Well, the thing about Chitanda too is like her shit was already figured out, so it's like they didn't really need to do much. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. With Dude, her. not to be sexist or anything, but is that like true for all girls? So they just like know what they're gonna do in life from day one. <laughs> I mean, I did. Dude, I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it, it happens more often with guys. They're just they're just like. They're just like listless, like they don't fucking know what to do. <laughs> That's probably not I know, accurate, like though. most That's of true. pretty much all of my guy friends did not really know. I'm sure that's true for do. most girls too, but <laughs> it just feels. like I that knew to what me. I wanted right away. I knew I wanted to be an artist and something, you know, create stuff. But I don't know. Maybe you just suck, dude. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> Maybe I'm not tiny. Like, get a fucking hobby. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, I, th- I think other way around. I got to get rid of a couple hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, tangent aside, 
characters were kind of were, were were fun. I like the the you, you watch the OVA right with the, the swimming pool. Yes, and they were trying to find like they were trying to find some lost jewelry in the pool. It turned out it was just ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Chitanda, hold Maika. <laughs> oh, your your uh, hand touched her ear or something. It was ice cream. <laughs> God, some of the, some of the mysteries were, were pretty funny though. Um, did you have a favorite mystery before we give our final thoughts or any favorite, like, yeah. What was your favorite either arc or mystery the movie one? You like the student, the movie student project. Yeah, the, I don't know why it was just, it was cool the way it was set up. So like, I mean, like I kind of mentioned it earlier, but yeah, the audio video club didn't finish their horror movie and that's because the person writing the script got sick at the end. So like they never finished the script, so they never filmed the rest of it. And then there was a bunch of stuff that played into it, like, oh, the location of this and the, the little house that they were in and who killed the guy or the character. Yeah, we won't spoil exactly what happens in all the mysteries. Yeah, no, we won't. But um, it was just really cool because the way it was presented, the the one person from the audio video club was like, you should be able to figure out who the killer is just from the, the, the information here. So I'll figure out the ending. And the classics club was like, okay, well, what the fuck? Like, that's not even enough info. And she's like, it's totally enough info. It's all right there. So they had to speak to, like, three other members of the audio video club to figure it out, which is, like, really cool. Like, there's, like, let's talk to the props guy and then. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot, too, actually. Um, it was just, like, really cool, like, the way it went down. I don't know why. So you're, yeah, I, I agree with you. The uh, The student video project was really cool and, like, the way they shot that. That was a fun one. The The one that I liked the most was the math teacher one where – Chitanda, I think her class gets yelled at for doing poorly on a, on or not knowing a math question, and the resolution to that was just really funny. I don't want to spoil it exactly, but let's just say like it's it's a, it's like the teacher misread something, and the way that it that it happened was hilarious. Like just, just something as simple as that is like a simple misunderstanding can lead to people getting upset at each other, you know, so. That that one I really enjoyed. That just comes to mind a lot. So they're all really good. I liked I like most of the episodes. One thing that I didn't understand was, you know how every anime has got the little transition in the right in the middle, and it's like Hyoka. Oh, the uh, end cards or whatever. No, the middle card, or the mid cards. You know. Like Gurren Lagann did that yeah. every episode, right? Yeah, I think um, Full Metal Alchemist did that too. They had really good ones. Yeah, a lot of animes do it. With Dragon Ball Z, they do like a little animation or Goku Dude, driving a car or some shit. What was it? Keijo did that, right? I think yeah. Monster Musume. Monster Musume had some good ones. They had like information on there. The the one of the one that Hyoka did, every episode has a little thing from the the East Asian lunar solar lunisolar calendar. Um, which is in Chinese culture and Japanese culture. Um so it says a little Thing. So in Japan, the first episode it said uh, uh, "Subami Itaru," which is the swallow flies back from the south, or I think they or they say the last, the last of it. So it's "Niji Hajimete Aroro," which is rainbows begin to appear in the sky after the shower. I don't know why they did that. I tried to like look it up. I think the main reason they did that is because the show is the way it is written. You know, it's kind of like it's over the course of their school year. You know what I mean? And it's supposed to, like, show progression. Um, because the word Hyoka itself means, like, 
it, well, it means ice cream or frozen dessert, but like it, it can be said in another way, like like prolonged. So I don't know. I that's what I gathered from it. Oh, it's good Maybe that we it, described the the meaning of the name <laughs> of the show. Because <laughs> I didn't even look yeah. that up. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I just kind of accept it. <laughs> It's a name. Yeah, no, it has it has to do with the the mystery of Sekitani Jun, which I don't want to spoil. Yeah, and that was um, Chitana's uncle. Chitana's uncle. Which yeah, I think which that is... itself is a minor spoiler, is it? No. Did she? I feel like she didn't uh, reveal kinda. that right away, and then they found out. Yeah, because they they figured out that. Um, the thing is, it's a slice of life. The, you can't really spoil too much. <laughs> the the well, I don't want to spoil the mystery, yeah, yeah. but the librarian ends up telling him the the reason of why. Things went down the way they went down, and then uh, Oraki figures it out after that, which is fucking cool because he figures out everything. He's a boss. So, yeah, final thoughts? I... Even though I felt like it was hard to watch at times because was, I was bored. Hmm. I don't know, man. Everything else about it was so good, though. So like, that aside. here's what you should do. Like, compare it to just just kind of put it in your own, like, mental tier list in your head for anime. It's like, okay, what tier? Is it better than this, worse than that? You know what I mean? You don't even gotcha. have to give it a number because numbers are just arbitrary. But just think, like, oh, you know, where would it fit in the in what anime you've seen so far? I would put it on the same level as what I put Daily Lives of High School Boys. Oh, really? But you you like that one a lot more, though, right? Or maybe I'm maybe I'm just putting words in your mouth. Yeah, it just sounded it's like just you that liked Hyoka, it more. It's just there's so much other stuff I loved about Hyoka, though that makes up for the boringness. That like I kind of just like putting it on that level, like as a slice of life, right? I definitely liked it better than Usagi Drop. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, thinking more and more on Usagi Drop, and I think just like the premise of that one. Like it had a real, lot of good moments, but it's it's gonna be tough for Usagi that one. To, it's, just, it's gonna be really tough for that one to make my list. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it was worth yeah, watching. Usagi drop it was is worth really watching. cute, yeah, yeah. and the style and everything. But like, I I don't know. I I would say it's pretty good though. I would recommend. Pretty good out of ten. I'd See, we didn't even it. you didn't even need to listen to us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you <laughs> shut up what do you do it what do you what do you rate it oh uh, yeah pr- probably pretty similar um right now it's tentatively in my top 50 so we'll see better than tatami and galaxy, it could move it could move right. up or down oh you liked it more than tatami galaxy okay interesting i don't do okay speaking of i think tatami this, galaxy, no, this this was easier to watch than tatami galaxy but definitely most things are easier to watch than tatami galaxy <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because like they both kind of talk about that rose-colored life. Yeah, except that one is more uh, camp, uh, college. This is high school, and I think it's like yeah, they're, it's they're like kind of reverses of each other. Sit there with the newsstand next to the guy in the heart of love, and I have to fart. No, they're reverses of each other because he starts out really energetic and then gets lazy, and then other way around in Hyoka. That's right, sort of. But like that one was to time. I okay. I think Tatami Galaxy was better. Just on my, on my own personal list, I think it was better made than Hyoka. It doesn't have as good of like Kyoto animation animation, but like the the style of it and like the directing and even even a lot of the dialogue was better. But it was harder to watch. But I would still rank it higher. <laughs> so it's like it's it's less like quote unquote enjoyable, 
but it's also, in my personal opinion, better. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. Yeah, you I can disagree. That's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should always do that. I'd be like, I disagree. I think you're full of crap. <laughs> At a business meeting. I think you're I think you're bullshitting me, but that's fine. <laughs> Fucking jive turkey. <laughs> Look, if you have mm, refined taste, then you'll like Tatami Galaxy. <laughs> I'm Nick, we can't all have good taste on my butt. <laughs> Gotta be on your no, ivory tower. You, ivory tower. But yeah, I think we can both agree that, that that it's good enough to be in the top fifty for sure. Like in the in our list, probably. So if you haven't seen Yoga, I definitely recommend it. Definitely get past at least watch the first arc, the the, the uncle arc, which is like the first five episodes, and then see how you feel from there. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. just watch the whole thing just because the beautiful. It has a good dub and, too. Like I I actually enjoy the dub. Some people might not like it, but. It's better than most dubs. I'll put it that way. Um, For sure. The sub is great, obviously. You can't really go wrong with it. I, I almost kind of preferred the dub to the sub, though. Maybe dub, that's sub, just dub, me. Sub, dub, sub. Was that? Did you feel the same? Did you try out the dub? I No, I like the dub. I kind of just preferred the sub just because. Yeah, it can go either way. I don't know. I like when I'm watching Japanese high school shit, I like the sub. Oh, depending on the settings. Just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm one of those. Like for ever since you said it for only only yesterday, like, that's like the one I go to. Or Grave of the Fireflies. It's like you're not gonna watch that in fucking dub. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that makes no <laughs> sense if they're talking in English. <laughs> the bombing of Hiroshima. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh god, we gotta watch Barefoot Gen at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Actually, I snuck that one onto uh, our list later in the year. <laughs> we don't have to, but I put it on there. <laughs> hey, let us know what you think of Hyoko, okay? Let us know how we're doing on our decade spotlight so far. And you know what? Start making your top fifty of the decade right now. Yeah, we want to do we it. Want to see audience participation in this. Fucking, you know what? I should have Nick um make like a public version of like the the, the spreadsheet he made of like all the shows from each decade. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you you guys can look. I'll at probably that have to like, like. It'll have to be one where I share it, where only people I share it to can use it. If that makes sense. We'll just make a copy of it and take all the color coding out. And then yeah, we'll, we'll make it, it so you know that I mean? a random person can't come in and just delete everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Just make it so you can, that you can only view it. But that way you're not scrolling through Mal stupid and stuff, and you can see, you know, you can color code the ones we've done episodes on. Yeah, But, yeah. like, yeah, make your start making your list right now because I want to see that shit. I want to fucking see it! <laughs> Dude, it's it Like, it's easy at first. You're like, oh, I really like this show, that show, that show. And then, so you, you have your list... And it's like, oh shit! I don't have this in my you list. Start, I don't have X, Y, Z. You start comparing shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, fuck. And then it comes to a point. It's like, how do you even want to, like, what is the criteria? Like, oh, is it just the things I enjoy the most? What is like what I thought is the best? Maybe do I want to get every genre in there? Do I want to get an example of, you know, different types of shows? Right. Yeah, right. you got to figure that out. I don't. I don't out. even know. So I got my list, but I don't even know. So. So <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm figuring it out. I'm getting there. So let us know what you think. Okay, check it out. All right. Um, that being said, I've had a lot of fun. I love you guys. I've been Sam. That's been Nick, and we've been the Anime Summit Podcast. <laughs>